0: A winner under lights. Ready and <laughs> racing now. Thoroughbred night racing has returned to Launceston for 2023 24, and the season is in full swing. There are 20 night meetings at the Ladbrokes Racing Centre between October and April, including seven Friday nights. And of course, several feature meetings, including Tasmania's premier sprint race, the New Market Handicap. Join Form Plus Pro for pre- and post-coverage of Lancaster Night Racing on Taz Racing TV, hosted by Matt Reed and Duncan Dorniff. Sign up for free today at Tazracing.com.au.
1: Now, the latest news on Tasmanian racing. Mystic journey the top 10. Here's the inevitable flashing down the outside. Oh, the little champ's going to do them. First accused hit the front, but on the outside, the inevitable. Dash past and won brilliantly. Oh, gee, how good is he?
0: Donkel after promises kept. Dunkel reeling in, and the derby's his to savour. Donkel won the derby. It's time for Tassie Time.
1: Tazzy Time is presented by Taz Racing. Night Racing is back under night under lights at the Ladbroke's Racing Centre in Launceston. Join Taz Racing's Form Plus Pro and watch it all live on Taz Racing TV. Sign up for free today at Tazracing.com.au and you'll be able to see Matt Reed doing his stuff. And Matty Reed joins us now. How are you, Matt?
0: Very well, Michael. Not just me. This Friday, too. An extra treat for Taz Racing TV viewers. We've got Raquel Clark making her Taz Racing TV, the former superstar jockey, will be giving a few mounting yard selections and just adding her expertise to Friday night's coverage. So really looking forward to uh, to uh, lining up for the coverage with Rack.
1: Yeah, what a great addition. Uh, how is Raquel at the moment?
0: Yeah, she's really good. I mean, her sort of the, the impacts and the fall of um, sort of caused issues with her memory and, and those sorts of things. But um, we've got her involved. We've been Taz racing with a few different things over the last couple of years. She's hosted our thoroughbred awards night with me on a couple of occasions. She's still involved pretty heavily with the industry from sort of an owning and breeding and her brother Dylan's uh, trainer and farrier as well. So, yeah, she's rarely too far away, Raquel, and um, sort of anything that she can do. For racing is still huge. She's greatly admired by a, a lot of people down here, particularly the, the young apprentices of which uh, there's so many coming through that kind of looked up to Raquel over the last few years.
1: Oh, That's great news. Good to hear. We'll look out for her and yourself on Friday night. Um, before we get into the weekend's racing, um, what was the, the thought of the Inevitables' big performance on Saturday? I thought he ran... Uh, ran a brave race and um, when he gets things to suit in the right race there's certainly another big win left in him
0: yeah there'll be one there somewhere it was sort of a a bit of a funny race the the champions mile wasn't it i mean the market kind of not totally disregarded pride of jenny but did to a certain extent and most of the faces in the cox plate form and the inevitable kind of finished the length off fangirl so you can tie it in and look he's gone really well uh, I think the takeout with a with a horse like him, and particularly his pattern, you're always such a victim of, of what happens up front. And with his two runs early in the preparation in New South Wales, he got really, really slow tempos. He was probably a good thing beat first up in the CO marks, and he could maybe make a similar case in the Epsom, and then he went to Victoria and had things the other way, kind of really quickly run races where he couldn't really get warm from the back. But he quitted himself really well. Um, message connections this morning he'll he'll come home, have a little bit of a freshen up and maybe have a look at some of the Tassie Wait for Age races in the back end of our carnival, the Thomas Lyons and the Hell of a Street he won last year, they're on Hobart Cup Day and Launceston Cup Day respectively and then uh, I'm sure they're still desperate to find a a group one somewhere, I know the Stradbroke was a race that he was sort of looking towards um, going back to the end of the Queensland Carnival And, and that may be one that might be able to sort of look at again he had a minor injury setback last year which prevented him going there but maybe that could be a a, a race in 2024.
1: Gee the the summer carnival is not far away Uh, I know there's some of the the promising horses and the good horses are back in training and back preparing for it as well how's the carnival shaping up?
0: Uh, look it's going to be a beauty Michael we're two weeks away today from the new market. And kind of the picture for that race didn't really get any clearer with what happened in Hobart last Saturday. We had the Goodwood Handicap, which is the traditional near-market lead-up. It was just over two lengths first to last. fellow Bo was the favourite there. He drifted massively and was a little bit disappointing. We had Oxley Road. He was the Group 1 place getter in the Oakley Plate last yeah. year who made his debut down here for John Keys. He was fair without kind of setting the world alight. I'm sure he'll have improvement to come, but ultimately the race was won by hell of a night who was a $61 chance so what you do with that form is kind of all over the place but we'll add into the mix to, to the new market horses like Turk Warrior, uh, Rebel Factor um, was at the Trials recently so there are a couple that will be added back into the mix and the inevitable of course won this race last year so him not being there has opened things up but it's always one of the real highlights of the carnival and then even looking at the other coes, the has you know, Guide who ran second in the Group 1 team Cup last Saturday night. And the likes of him and and, and Hardy and, and Rojo Diamond, who's just flying down here, will give us a, a massive chance of uh, winning the Group 1 Hobart 1000, which is in mid-December as well. So there's really nowhere to hide. We're straight into the thick of things and, yeah, we can hardly wait.
1: So who's going to be the horse to follow this season, do you think? Um, that might be the up-and-comer.
0: Look, I think we give Rebel Factor that opportunity. He probably gave the Inevitable his biggest scare down here in Tassie last year in the Wait for Age, conquering over 1400 metres. He kicked and he looked for a second as if the Inevitable might be in strife, but he managed to get over the top. Uh, he went to Melbourne at Mooney Valley a couple of months ago and, and wasn't at his best. Uh, I think he's the one that probably got the most up. It's probably him and Bello bow of, of those that are coming through that have got the opportunity to, to really take the mantle, but push for one, I'd, I'd maybe put my stock in Rebel Factor.
1: All right. Uh, what about a winner over the next few days?
0: Uh, well, Friday night racing, we're in Launceston, Michael, but I haven't got the acceptances yet, so I'll have to come back to you on that. But there, it is a really good program. Looking at the nominations for that race, I thought there were some really good horses uh, in the Class 1 and, and Class 2 in particular, some last up winners. Uh, that have been very, very impressive. That will be quite deep, um, that race. And also the the Benchmark 76 to finish uh, the program, I thought, had some really good horses as well. So that time of year where you're starting to see some of these carnival-type horses come back with ambitions of a, a lot bigger races. but. Unfortunately, the, the boys didn't have the acceptances done in time for me to to give you one. So I'll have to come back to you on a winner.
1: All right, give them a clip. We need your winners uh, this time of the week.
0: <laughs> what about in uh, the world of harness? Any news there? Well, we had our, the inaugural running of the Dynamo, so the, the sprint series on Friday night in Hobart, eight races over 1,120 metres. It was a fantastic night. So there was a community club element here basically uh, we had nearly 40 clubs, and each of them had the opportunity to, to win a thousand dollars per race by drawing one of the horses in each of the races. So, massive crowd on track, uh, 400 plus people on track. There was a, a twenty thousand dollar bonus put up for the horse that ran the fastest time on the night, uh, ten thousand to the owners, seven and a half to the trainers, and two and a half to the drivers. And that saw some really good. Horses return. Mickey O was back from New South Wales. He just missed out on that. Ultimately, it was a, a pacer named Highly Invincible for trainer driver Rowan Hillier that managed to get the job done there. So I think it's a concept that, that we can really build on. Uh, I think we've shown, particularly in the last 12 months in the harness space, that we're not afraid of sort of innovation or trying new things as we saw with the bow tide and, and Tazzy having a crack at the Eureka. And, and that was a terrific night there. And then this Sunday, yeah, we're into more feature racing, heats of the, the Globe Derby in the bandbox uh, for the Tazbred three-year-olds. So it kind of really heats up in harness heading through to the Golden Apple, which is in early December. So TriCode code Carnival down here over summer, Michael, and there's definitely something for everyone, that's for sure.
1: No doubt about that. Um, enjoy the weekend, Matty. We'll catch up next week. Thanks, Michael. Talk soon. That's Matt Reed for Tassie Time, which is presented by Taz Racing. Night Racing is back under lights at the Ladbrokes Racing Centre, Launceston. Make sure you join Taz Racing's Form Plus Pro. Watch it all live on Taz Racing TV. You can sign up for free today at tazracing.com.au.